Okay, so we've got a bit of a change of format this week. Um, we're not going to be talking so much about iOS dev because Dave is moving to New Zealand. So we thought we'd unpack that a little bit and uh, <laughs> discuss what, what's going on. Um, so Dave, do you want to maybe just, um, to get the ball rolling, explain how this happened, yeah. how this occurred? Why are you going to New Zealand? Why am I going to New Zealand? Oh, um... <laughs> <laughs> Not that it's a bad idea. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so this is this is actually kind of um, a long term ambition. To be honest, that's, that's been um, been going on now for probably I worked it out. I think probably just over ten years. Um, actually, came across an old live journal post a few weeks back, um, sort of buried in my my email archive. Actually. Um, and, um, yeah, that, that kind of let me pinpoint sort of when, when this kind of first started. Um, so yeah, way back then, um, and I was a new dad and I don't know, I just kind of started looking out into the world and sort of seeing, you know, researching different countries and kind of seeing what they, what they might look like. I'd never been anywhere sort of outside of the UK really, um, beyond a, a trip into Germany and back. Um, and I think it was just sort of, I don't know, people describe it as, is it wanderlust, you know, where you kind of want to travel? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I can pinpoint that about that sort of time over 10 years ago, I was kind of looking at places and in my head, probably sketching out ideas of where I was going to go at some point, not really sure when, cause I've, I've got a baby. Um, and the, you know, at that point we were not necessarily bringing in enough cash really to even think about going anywhere sort of other than kind of down the road in the UK really. Um, yeah. And fast forward a few years, succession of different jobs and kind of, um, promotions back where I was working sort of pre indie life. Um, fast forward through a little bit to this last year and, um, we've, we've done a few things over the years to be in a position and, in, um, to be able to, to sort of try a trip out over in New Zealand. And we actually had to do a few things like getting rid of, um, we had a lot of personal debt that we accrued sort of in our twenties. Um, so we kind of sorted things out as it were and got more and more prepared. Um, and then. Last year, sort of things collided. I was no longer working. Um, salaried could take as, as as long as I wanted, theoretically, off as holiday without anybody telling me I didn't have that much annual leave. It all <laughs> came down to cost, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and then, um, sort of very, um, it's very bittersweet. But I, I, I was um, gifted a small amount of money from my grandpa. Um, which facilitated our trip. It was bittersweet in the sense of he was sorting out some affairs after after my grandmother died. Um, so not quite an inheritance, more of a sort of, um, I don't really know what to do with this, and I would like you and your brothers to, to do something. And, and my something was the trip to New Zealand last year. Um, so we finally got out there. We were out there um, for most of last November. Um, I think we flew out uh, the last week of October. I, I managed to be there for my birthday. 
that's um, cool. which was, was really quite cool. Yeah, we, we'd landed um, by about, we'd been there for about three days, I think, and then it was my birthday and we'd, we'd just got the hire car and we were off and on the road, um, sort of out from Auckland, um, across the top of the north of the island, the north of the North Island. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, long-term ambition, um, quite a bit of preparation to make sure we were sort of you know financially capable in some ways and then we were really financially capable and time capable as well because like i say i wasn't beholden to to the man for time at that point um and yeah we we, we went out there and we did a um a touring holiday um around around the both islands actually in the end we, we sort of started off in auckland um, went across to the Coromandel, went to Cook's Beach. Um, we did a lot of the sort of sightseeing stuff around there. Um, things like um, Cathedral Cove, um, which is that fantastic uh, cliff, um, which has a hole out of it on the beach um, that they go underneath um, at the beginning of one of the Narnia films. Um, another that was, film that was I haven't fantastic. seen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. You should really make a list. <laughs> so yeah, we we did a lot of the um, sightseeing kind of stuff um, on this road trip as well. We we saw a lot of of the sort of you know, fantastic nature that you get out there. Brilliant beaches. Um, did a few of the nature like sort of the reserves um, where they've um, they've got things. Apparently, in some of the ones we went in, they had kiwis roaming wild. Uh, but we we never saw any, and you'd be unlikely to see them unless you were there in the night. Um, but it was just fantastic, you know. We kicked back and we did did this road trip as a family, um, and it was it was one part, like I say, bucket list fulfilment. Go and see lots of lots of cool places and, and sort of take in New Zealand itself. Um, and it was another part recce, to be honest, to sort of figure out how we we felt about potentially moving over there and being over there because my ambitions and dreams to travel there over the years had kind of distilled down to I thought we should probably actually try and go and emigrate there um but my wife wasn't completely sold on just doing this blind you know yeah I think that's fair (laughs) yeah um I think I've, I've got a little less um a little less caution in some ways in that sense um and I was sort of going no come on it'll be fine let's 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 just try and go um but no, we, we needed to check it out first as a family. Um, and yeah, I mean, what happened really over the course of that trip was none of us, sort of myself, my wife, um, our two kids, none of us wanted to come back um, if we could have just, you know, hit the button and anything we wanted from back home appeared in a house there and we were just there. We, we'd have done that. Um so uh yeah it was um it's quite a thing to come back really at that point it was it was quite a wrench that um, must have been nice though because it's obviously been on your radar in terms of an ambition for so long and yeah. you get out there and it it met slash exceeded your expectations imagine how sort of crushing it would have been if you got out there and you're like oh no this isn't very good at all and it, yeah it especially you know you sort of go oh, if it had been a case of oh no we've got another five weeks here you know <laughs> that could have been <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, I was pretty pretty sure we would at least have a, a hell of a holiday out of it, you know. Even if um, 
even if it wasn't going to be the place for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I think for me, it was probably about somewhere between five days to seven days in um, that sort of first week. And yeah, I was already starting to sort of visualize, yep, actually, this is this is a good fit. Um, so I was, I was going to ask your specifically in New Zealand, you've chosen Wellington, is that right? Yes, that's right. Um, it's the, the capital city. It's at the bottom of the North Island, um, just next to the strait that's between the two islands, the Cook Strait. Okay. Um, so how would that compare in actually, size to a, a UK city for context? Yeah, I always find that really difficult to uh, to actually figure out. So, I mean, I think I'd, I'd have to wikipedia the population but i don't think it's an awful lot bigger than um the city that i'm in living in leicester okay um so um i'm just aware that it's been a while since i actually looked at the um the figures but um yeah so around about just just nearly five hundred thousand people sort of living in the wellington region right um and that's that's actually quite a big area really um and in the city itself i think that condenses down to it's probably about 150 200,000 in the sort of more city immediate suburban area okay um i could be wrong um i'm kind of sort of off the top of my head there but <laughs> um not really an awful lot different to to where we are in terms of um the sort of size of city. Leicester's quite compact. You can get from one side to the other walking within about 15 minutes of the city centre. Right, okay. Um, Wellington itself, I felt like it sort of sprawls a bit longer, um, but you're still talking, you know, you're still talking like within 25 minutes, half hour or so, you could probably walk from, from one bit across to the other and, and see, you know, walk through most of the, the city centre. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it's sort of um, because you've got quite steep um, hills and, and mountains around that area. Um, it's sort of, Wellington itself is kind of, like I say, it's this sort of long and sprawling sort of city around the curve of, of the bay that's there um, with, uh, with sort of suburbs further up and further out as well. Um, and then there's there's other sort of small towns further around the bay that are sort of part of the Wellington region. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, UK city-wise, I don't really know how to estimate it. I would say, um, you know, it's it's, it's a uh, average Midlands city in some ways in terms of size. Okay. <laughs> Trying to think of how to, how to get it across in sort of UK terms. <laughs> um, so, but what you've got there is you've got it, say... Um, it's a capital city, and it's got um, a lot of cultural things going on there, sort of because of that. And um, you know, it just seems to be that bit more, bit more vibrant um, compared to where where we are living at the moment. Um, so it's got a lot going on in the city itself, and then because it is not huge, it's um, it's possible to live there and be there and and have all that sort of city stuff. And actually, also have um, you know beach stuff getting out into um, sort of into the um, bush type parts as well. Um, there's a lot to explore, certainly with a car in the area as well. You can get out of the city and go and do cool stuff 
um, sort of out in nature uh, without too much bother. So for us, that sort of feels like a best of all worlds kind of thing. Okay. So are you, you know? planning to kind of like live in the city itself or are you thinking outskirts? We actually, we don't know. So this is, this is the thing. We're moving all the way over the other side of the world <laughs> and we don't know exactly where in the city we want to live yet. Um, so when we land, we're staying in an Airbnb and I'm apparently about probably about 15 minutes, 20 minutes drive out of the immediate sort of city centre. Um, and that's, that's going to be interesting. We will we'll have a hire car and we're going to sort of take you know, a bit of a, a view around all the um, sort of different areas of houses that we'll be looking for longer term rentals. Um, so we've got a few target areas potentially in mind, um, none of them in the very sort of middle of the city. We don't want to be in, um, don't want to be in somewhere that's like a flat without a garden, sort of with the kids. That doesn't feel, feel like the sort of life we wanted to move for. Um, so we're probably going to be just that bit further out and um, it's going to be a case of whether we want to try and sort of be in sight of the sea or not and things like that as well. Because um, that's possible in some of the suburbs, yeah. um, or whether it's you know budget and practicality means we might not end up in some of those bits. We might be further up, um, and then I might have a little bit more of a commute. Um, but we, we're going to figure it all out sort of when we're there, really. Oh, cool. <laughs> I was thinking, does um, do you get like crazy snakes and spiders and stuff in New Zealand, like you do in Australia? No, 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 no. <laughs> Few. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you remember I said I was doing that sort of research 10 years ago? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Things that can kill me, that was on that list of research and, <laughs> and kind of the Venn diagram of possible destinations to emigrate to. <laughs> oh, I would just live in constant fear being in Australia. I Do you see the picture yeah. that Heidi tweeted the other day? I did, yes. Oh. Um, so I, oh, <laughs> that sent shivers no, up I, my uh, back when I saw that photo. Just this huge yeah, spider was, on a door frame. It uh, yeah no couldn't live with that. And then she lost the spider. I think she went she went off, and then the spider wasn't there when she came back. So the spider's on the loose. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. No, absolutely, absolutely not really for me. Um, Any anywhere that's got things that can kill me like that, not a fan. Um, Although to be honest, when we're over there, if it becomes sort of possible to do so, we might try for a holiday in Australia at some point. Um, because that probably makes sense. I'm sure it's but, fine. I'm sure it's kind of one of those things where you know, if if you leave the spiders and the snakes alone, they'll they'll leave you alone. It's it's just my. I, th- I think you get used to it. It becomes a way of life, doesn't it? Dealing with things like that. Yeah, I mean, where are we now? We're in July, so sort of October time. Those big house spiders, they'll be coming in. Yeah, oh, it's like the worst, the worst time of the year for me <laughs> when they start parading <laughs> across the living room floor. Then I'm sort of like jumping on a stool shrieking (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but then they're not poisonous though so i know imagine if they were though i'd be even worse yeah take off and nuke from orbit i think (laughs) (laughs) we should probably get back on track shouldn't we (laughs) we should (laughs) yeah talking about my fear of spiders So where was I? Yeah, we're we're moving all the way across to the other side of the world, and we don't know yet exactly where we're going to live. Um, oh, that's, you, so that's that's cool. That's interesting. <laughs> but you've got the Airbnb um, though, so you've got time to figure that stuff out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and we will figure it out, and we'll get sorted as as quickly as we can. Um, 
and um that bit's kind of part of the adventure we 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 um you know we're quite looking forward to like I say just being there and and kind of figuring it out in that sense um yeah i mean it's it's been a long while since we've moved um within Leicester back here at home um but when we did we we did a lot sort of you know scoping out of areas looking at houses and just kind of figuring things out in that way um and i kind of enjoy it you know in in, in a roundabout way i mean obviously there'll be, be pressure on to to have somewhere to live um but you know we, we'll be there it'll all be new to us in a lot of senses even though we've been there before and we've we've got friends over there as well um so we do have a bit of a sort of inside track and, and knowledge of, of some of the areas um but um, it gives you a chance to yeah. get the sort of the lay of the land because it's going to be there's going to be a lot of stuff happening isn't there with the move and everything so i think it's yeah. a good call to get the airbnb just to take the pressure off for however long you got it is a month yeah. did you say yeah 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 we do no that's a good call. um so it's a, takes a lot of the immediate pressure off and we've been very lucky to be able to do it in that way really yeah no, absolutely so i suppose kind of central to all of this is that you've got yourself a job in new zealand yes an ios job yes so <laughs> an ios developer job so the this podcast we're gonna have to um, rebrand to change the title <laughs> yeah um because my independent journey is going to be coming to an end um with this job um in some ways so i'm, I'm not going to be killing my apps off um my video mixing app will still be in the store as will the hologram app and, and anything else i kind of want to do on the side um but yeah to get over there i um I couldn't just turn up to New Zealand and go, you know, let me in. Uh, it doesn't quite work like that. So I had to have a um, a job offer lined up um, in order for us to be able to move. Um, and that, that was quite a process, um, actually. That, that took, um, well, it took the best part of six months, really, to, to line up the right job. Um, if you think that we sort of started almost as soon as, as when we came back. Yeah. So I think, I, I, you know, um, I think December was very much about me sort of getting myself together and trying to apply for stuff and, um, yeah, you know, sort of fast forwards through. And I think it was late April that um, the job at Paper Kite sort of became a thing on, on my radar. But then you've got the interview process itself, um, which is it was more than just, um, uh, more than just one. Um, there's quite a few different steps um and yeah obviously these things take time but so so i think late april early may we made contact and then um obviously i went through the interview process and was successful um and this is for an ios developer job um or well paper kite or a company that build applications for other businesses um, so they do client work. They've they've got um, got quite quite a few um, important and cool clients on their books. Um, I think they did uh, they did an app for BP last year that was really quite special um, in terms of its UI and how it looks and, and what it does. It's um, it's one that enables people to um, sort of line up paying for their fuel straight off their phone. Um, it helps them um, link in with the uh, the petrol station that they're actually at. So I think it does some cool stuff with location data and that sort of thing. Um, 
and I think it's going to become a bit more of a platform sort of linking in with the shops and things that are at the um, at the petrol station as well. Um, so that's that's what they do. They they do all manner of uh, sort of different um, client work with app development. Um, and I'll be going in there to to do iOS development. That's great. That's kind of, it's kind of nice, isn't it, that you've gone through the journey from being sort of flying solo as an indie to being taken as a sort of a salaried iOS developer. It kind of validates everything you've been doing. Because I, I yeah. know we've spoken about it. Um, I'm not sure we've spoken about it on the podcast or whether we've just spoken about it privately, but I know that we, I kind of suffer from imposter syndrome sometimes in that it's just kind of me coding away and I'm not accountable to other people in terms of like the quality of my code. And obviously yep. I try and leave my code in a decent state. Um, but you, there's no feedback from other people. And I think that's really cool that you've, you've now got that opportunity and you kind of have, have had that to an extent with your work you've been doing at Swipe and Tap as well. So I think yes. it's kind of yes. you've gone on a nice journey, I think, from indie to what you've been doing at Swipe and Tap. And now this has kind of allowed you to unlock everything you've always wanted from New Zealand. I think that's that's great. Yeah. Um, and, it, and to be fair, I'd, I'd kind of convince myself, um, and I don't know why, but I'd convince myself that I was going to have to return to my former career, um, sort of in, in data, um, data development and analytics. Um, and I really didn't want to do that. I mean, I was prepared to go back and do that sort of work if that's what it meant to get us across to New Zealand. Um, and in some ways I kind of managed to convince myself that if I was doing iOS, iOS development for other people, um, I could potentially enjoy it less. You know, I was, I was worried that it would sort of take, take all the enjoyment out of it for me. Um, and so far I haven't found that the case. I mean, there's other pressures, there's other things that happen when you're, you're working with and for other people. Um, and it is different. Um, but the development itself, um, I still really enjoy. And, you know, long may that continue. Um, it's, it's been a, uh, a bit of a process in kind of understanding what makes myself tick as well. Um, so I think I will always have a, a side project or something that I'm tinkering away with on the side. Um, but, um, you know, it's it's kind of proven to me that, it's not all or nothing. And um, I think there's something to be said as an indie for being flexible as well about where you're at. You know, taking a salaried job doesn't necessarily mean that you have to kill all of your projects, for example. Um, and going that route doesn't necessarily mean you can't come back to where you left off sometime later as well. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, for as long as everything is working for, for me and Paper Kite, I'm, I'm planning on being there um, for as long as, as, as everything's cool, really. Um, so I'm, I'm quite looking forward to putting down roots and, and being with a place again for a few years. Um, but I wouldn't rule out, you know, 10 years' time from now or wherever things end up, um, kind of trying to make a play for being solely indie again I'd never rule that out <laughs> yeah i think there's a balance to be <laughs> so, struck as well i mean when i think about it i built most of armchair while i was working five days a week 
So it goes to show yep. that it can be done. Um, I think it's quite healthy as a developer as well to have a some kind of side thing. It kind of keeps you inquisitive. It keeps you looking into other areas that you might otherwise not be exposed to in your day job. And obviously your day yeah. job is now iOS, so you're probably going to be going all in on that. Um, yeah. But for me, I was kind of like you know a web guy during the day, so the iOS was kind of another thing that I could pursue in the evenings, kind of broadening my skill set, if you like. Um, yeah. And it may be that you decide to pick up something that isn't iOS to do in your spare time. I mean, it, it could go that route. You never know. It could be. Um, at this stage, I'm I'm really not sure. Um, I mean, you know, when when it is the day job and it's taking up all of your your sort of working time in that sense. Um, a bit of uh, a bit of something different in evenings and spare time is probably a good idea. Yeah, it goes a long way. I'd have thought. <laughs> Certainly, yeah. in my case, it did. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, obviously, we'll have a, a new life and a new country to explore. So that's um, that's going to take over. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll, you'll have your hands full. I think for <laughs> quite a while. <laughs> so, so yeah. I wanted to um, I wanted to ask you about logistics. Um, mm. I know we've touched on a few bits about how you plan to get get over there and set things up but yeah i mean obviously you're moving to the other side of the world which is is quite impressive um i've never with uh with a family with a family with two two children yeah um and i've never i've never really had to think about logistics on this scale before um obviously quite clearly you have so what what's what's the order of events like how do you begin something like this um it's, okay so to me it sounds like job then visa then fly out there slash sort kind stuff of. out is that kind of vaguely on yes i think um i think the reality for me has been yeah job offer um and then visas and that involved doing things like medicals and stuff as well uh, we had to have the medicals and a shed load of paperwork all together to file the visa um so that that was um, a little stressful, actually, in some ways, because um, getting all the paperwork together was a bit tricky. Um, but um, it's a process. You fill out the form. You know, you do your best. You get things as filled out as you can and find out as much as you can find out and do it. Um, and then that grinds away. And for us, what that meant was that we didn't actually know when the, uh, the visa was going to get issued or if it was going to get rejected for any particular reason. You know, there's always always the outside possibility that they say no for some reason um medicals reveal certain things on the tests and sometimes they want to ask more information or they say nope you're not allowed in with that um so that was it was always a case of we didn't know exactly whether we were going to get through on the visas um and it's a variable amount of time for the temporary work visa at the moment um they say up to 25 working days so that's what five weeks um but it can take longer and it can take less. Um, and I think in our in our case, it actually took about three weeks. Um, what that means is it's actually really difficult to plan. Um, you know, you know, you know, you are pretty much likely to be going, um, but you can't say sort of to within more than a few weeks as to your accuracy of when you're going to be going. Um, so that meant we sort of, we spent our time, I think as, as well as we could, you know, we started doing things like getting quotes from shipping companies because all of our, our household items we're, we're shipping from the UK. Um, a company's going to come and 
box everything all up. They check it and tag it so that customs on the other side know how to process it, um, sort of know what's actually there because um, they have to check for certain things. Um, New Zealand's really keen on enforcing their biosecurity rules, so there's a lot of things that you're not allowed to bring in. Um, or if you do and there's a possibility of things being contaminated, then those things get fumigated um, and you have to pay for that. Um, so there's a lot of little wrinkles in there. Um, but we did things like we got shipping companies to come and quote in the time that we were waiting, um, started making sure that we were as kind of cleared out as we thought we could be in some ways, sort of selling things on eBay that we didn't knew we didn't want and stuff like that. Um, whilst also, you know, rocking back and forwards, kind of being stressed. Are we going to get, <laughs> get through or not? <laughs> um, and then, of course, this, this week, everything came back at the start of this week, and we, we got, um, got the thumbs up, and it's now go, 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 go. So flights are booked um, and... Yeah, so we say go, go, go. It was a case of kind of freezing in the headlights a little bit and, um, you know, not really knowing exactly what the first thing should be. Um, we kind of scoped out accommodation and made sure that we had somewhere on the other side to go to at the same time as looking up our flights and sort of seeing when was going to be the most likely to um, to fly out. So we sort of did flights and accommodation as a kind of searching at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what we did is we booked the place with Airbnb, and when you initially book, it kind of just holds the place, and you're not really money down at that point. Okay. Um, so we did that, and then booked the flights with um, and with Air, when, when Airbnb was all kind of confirmed. Um, so it was all a bit... Um, that all happened within the space of about an hour and a half from sort of searching through to to being sorted it's not bad going yeah um and this was a couple of nights after we'd had the sort of good news and everything um so this was let me think um yeah we booked everything i'm losing track everything's blurring together now but um, we we took a night off today's today's basically Yeah, no, I think it was yesterday, and I think Tuesday, I think we took a night off before booking everything. I, I can't really remember now. Like I say, everything is is blurring together. Uh, <laughs> so that's the other thing that happens. We're now aware that um, we, we've we've got an awful lot to, to get done in a short space of time because the, the flights are in three weeks' time, um, and we've got an entire house to make sure is good to go. Um, and as much sorting as we've tried to sort out clear out um you end up with this sort of strange thing where you can't get rid of certain things or change certain things because you're still using them up until the last minute yeah um so we've got a process ahead of us i think in the meantime where we're um we're actually going to be um doing things like packing our cases ahead of going uh, so making sure we're packed um making sure we know what we are packing to take with us on the plane um and then outside of that, outside of that is then sort of everything that's going to be going by, by a shipping container. Um, and I think by doing a sort of virtual pack way in advance of actually going, we can sort of flush out any problems. You know, like a dry run. Haven't? Yeah, yeah, do a dry run. Um, and um, yeah, things will make a bit more sense there. 
so yeah, flights are booked, accommodation is booked. We don't know where we're staying permanently. Um, and um, in the meantime, like I say, we've, we've got the house to sort out and um, a few other things like we're, we're not taking our car with us. So that's going to have to be sold. And there's no good time to sell your car right up until the last minute of you leaving the country because then you've got no car. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't, where we are, we're, we're not in the middle of the city or anything. So that then makes all the day-to-day stuff and all the other sorting out stuff that we're doing tricky. So at the moment, I still don't know what we're doing with our car yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a lot that I don't know, but we do have, um, we, we've got kind of a um, Evernote system between me and my wife, and we've got a list of all the places we need to contact. And every time we think of something new, that goes on the list. And every time something gets done, comes off the list. Um, I think we'll be man- managing it in Trello uh, if, if we sort of carry on down the project management kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we'll start start making it a bit more like uh, a bit more like my day at work um <laughs> but uh yeah so it's so a we're, we're sort of managing it between us um and and ticking things off as best we can um but i suspect we're going to end up forgetting something and i'm sure there'll be stuff that um we sort of have to manage once we've left as well yeah, um, it just feel, feels like the nature of it. There's so much to do, There's and we, something will, you know, we, something will crop up. Something will, but like you say, you just yeah. just roll with it. I think is the only way you can get through that, isn't it? If you you've got to accept it's going to happen, yeah. and we we've, we're doing sensible things like um, sort of forwarding our post to my mum, and then she'll photograph anything or send it to us or whatever, and we'll figure that out. Um, so you know, we'll, we'll be able to manage. Um, if there's sort of things coming through after we've left or stuff that we need to chase up and do. Um, and obviously I have to sort things out like um, the accountancy for my, my self-employment and indie business and stuff like that as well. Um, so I've got a, an accountant here locally that I've dealt with earlier on in the year and they should be helping me sort of tie up my affairs before I go. Um, I think that's just one of those things where, yeah, you can, you can self-assess um, yourself, obviously, by the nature of what it is. Um, <laughs> but in this circumstance, I'm very, very happy to, you know, give my books to somebody else. Yeah, just and let, let them. Just let someone else do yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, and then just get an accountant if you're doing anything like yeah. we're doing. If anyone's listening and you don't have an accountant, just get one. <laughs> it's my advice because it takes away so much stress. Yeah, there's there's no stack overflow for accountancy or other resources that you might try and use, I don't think, really. Um, and it's just one of those professions that is a profession and, and you sh- should just, yeah, pay somebody else to do it. Because um, yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll, they'll, pay, they'll pay for themselves um, in terms of the things that they know that then save you money. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm making that somebody else's problem because that's, that's one of the things sort of off my list then. <laughs> So the kids are all excited? Yep. Yep. The kids um, are very excited to be going back. Um, there were um, happy tears when we got the good news about the job and sort of similar again when when we um, sort of booked the flights and everything. Um, like I said, they, they really didn't want to leave when we were over there. Um, 
not without it being a bit bittersweet as well, because obviously, you know, we're leaving friends and family behind here. Um, and that is that is a factor. Um, you know, as much as we've been ready to to try being somewhere new and, you know, we've had the last six months really to sort of, um, I guess, warm ourselves up to the idea of leaving everybody behind. Um, and for them as well to sort of follow us on that because I'm, I'm kind of finding out that, um, you know, the, the strains it puts on relationships, if you like, when you're about to leave the country, um, it kind of means that not everybody moves at the same pace as you in some ways. Um, it's, it's a hard one to describe, but obviously we're, we're plotting our journey. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, friends and family have had to catch up a little bit. Um, sort of realizing that we would really do it um you know coming back to to where the kids are at um no they're they're really excited and they're really excited about doing things like the plane flights over there and and stuff like that as well (laughs) watch all all the movies on the plane (laughs) oh yes yeah um you'll have long enough (laughs) (laughs) i think my youngest is planning on watching all the batman cartoons again like he did last time (laughs) So scheduling the podcast should be fun. Yes. Yeah, that's... Um, so we're, we're going to be learning be, about time zones. Your morning will be my night time. Or was it the other way around? Yep. Um, my morning will I'm be your night time. I'm ahead of you. Yeah, so... It's both, essentially, because it's about 12 hours difference yeah. um, between between the UK and New Zealand. At the moment, it's 11 hours. Um Factoring for daylight savings at different times of the year, and it sometimes becomes thirteen hours, and sometimes it's dead on twelve. Okay. So we're going to need to use the uh, the world clock um, on your phone. <laughs> I might get like um, several clocks and put them up on the wall, like you get at uh, <laughs> like currency exchange places and <laughs> travel agents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we're going to have to figure that one out. Um, but I think it's it's going to be a case of what um, on my side probably Sunday evening and on your side Sunday mornings probably works well in terms of avoiding work commitments yeah. um, where we can. Um, Transcontinental and podcast. I yeah, like it. absolutely. I like it. <laughs> Take it over the world. Um, it's probably worth saying actually. By the time anybody is listening to this episode. Um, We've recorded with a bit of time in advance um, because something else we're we're keen to do at the moment is make sure we've got some episodes um, in hand before we record, uh, before it goes out rather. So um, I think this one's probably going to go out two weeks from when we actually record it, um, which means that I'll be really, really close um, to sort of setting off um, if I've not already already got up in the air. Um, because those three weeks are going to go very quickly. Yes, they will. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I think having a few episodes in hand is going to going to do as well, though, because I can guarantee that. Um, again, everything's going to blur on the other side. Um, and it may be that we have to take a, a couple of weeks off, as it were, from recording. Um. But hopefully we, we continue the podcast sort of week on week for everybody listening. Hooray. Um, yay. <laughs> um, yeah, and the, the, the cool part about being in, in an Airbnb is that um, we've, we've got Wi-Fi in there as well. So hopefully, provided it's a decent connection, um, then we'll, uh, 
will be fine. Cool. Well, the start of a, an incredible journey by the sounds of it. Yeah. Uh, can't wish wait. Wish you all the very, really wish you all the very best. Thank you, Dave. Okay, that wraps us up for this episode. Uh, before we go, Dave, where can people find you online? Um, you can find me on Twitter at DW RoboHeads. That's RoboHeads with a Z at the end. Um, and you can find out more about my video mixing app at govj.tech. And there's my blog at davewood.uk. How about you, Dave? Uh, yeah, you can find my remote control for Cody at armchair-remote.com. Uh, my latest app, Space Readers, uh, an app to help kids learn to read, you can find at spacereaders.com. And I am at underscore Dave Not on Twitter.